Oh no! That just gave me the chills. We'll call you DJ Domus. Fire his uh made its way to his Oh hello play to win the game You never know Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast Season Two. What's up, JJ? How's it going, man? Hey, DJ, it's going pretty good. Uh, better than up in North Dakota. I heard they got forty inches up there <laughs> of snow in April. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to get some snow over the night. I heard. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Oh no, um, DJ! It's been a good day. I'm ready to rock and roll, buddy. Let's get her going. Yeah. Uh, first, I I kind of want to um, do something we don't really talk about. Uh, as you see, I am in my Minnesota Timberwolves gear tonight. Um, they played a, a play-in tournament game last night, and uh, I kicked myself for only watching the first half. Um, man. Uh, Seemed like that that game last night was pretty crazy. We ended up uh, beating the Clippers uh, 109 to 104, I believe the score was. Uh, now we are clinched, and in, in the actual playoffs, we play Memphis in game one on Saturday. Yeah, DJ, I told you last night. I wish you would have stayed up and watched, bro. <laughs> we were talking back and forth about the game and. You really didn't get a feel for how uh, out of sync D'Lo was early on. But when Cat, Carl Anthony Towns just got manhandled by the bigs. Plus, I don't know if you noticed, DJ, they were putting power forwards like Batum and Zubots and I think the other one is Hartenstein. And they... He has trouble with smaller guys. I don't know what that what it is, but the TNT guys were just bagging on Carl Anthony at the halftime show. He's got to get his butt down in the paint. He's got to play smarter. His fouls were all, you know, really dumb fouls if you look back at them. But my point I'm trying to make is we got a special player in Anthony Edwards. The yeah, guy is yeah, he's 20 years old, dude. He's yeah. on the top five board for most points for a guy under 21. Obviously, LeBron's got the most because he started at what 19, 18? That's yeah, right out of high school. Yeah, so <clears throat> I watched a little score north afterwards, and they were <laughs> Barkley and Shaq. Oh, yeah, we should play. We are the champions after that. Uh ruckus they did after the game i don't know if you've seen pat beverly jumped on the scoring table was just going bananas he rips his jersey off throws it up about 30 rows into the stands <laughs> and then he's hugging and then he was hugging everybody on the clippers and the dude went off the court just crying like a little baby i was like what in the world is wrong with this guy <laughs> <laughs> 
But all in all, I mean, 29 from D'Lo, and I think it was 27 or 28 from Anthony Edwards. It's just I was hooting and hollering and really excited for this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a um, a tough battle though. John Morant is no joke. Yeah, DJ, I heard a stat. Uh, five teams in the whole NBA beat the Memphis Grizzlies twice. Do you think the Timberwolves did it? No. Yes, they did. They were one of five teams oh, to did. beat John Morant. They, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but the shot Carl Anthony threw up over the top of the big at the three-point line to win the game at the buzzer. That was one of their wins. And the other one came at target center. So uh, I don't think these guys like each other. I think it's going to be really physical with Vanderbilt, Towns, the big, uh, I think, Stephen Adams. Isn't he from Australia? It's something like that. I think he's got like 13 siblings or something like that I've, I've heard. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah the I, highlight. I, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I wear or I uh I play NBA 2K on on Xbox, and sometimes like they have like the uh, pre-recorded, obviously, interviews like during your your game on Xbox, and that's one of the things that Stephen Adams mentions in his. Uh, interview kind of that he comes from a big family he's he's like one of 14 kids and i'm like Gee. holy moly that's a lot of kids that's a lot of cash <laughs> <laughs> oh. i'm just anxious to see john morant d'lo beverly matchup and uh, this uh desmond bain has come out of nowhere this year at the shooting guard position and him and, if him and Anthony Edwards face off one-on-one -on, -one on both ends of the court, and then you got Big Cat versus Steven Adams banging around with Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, we're in for some exciting basketball. I remember after the Wolves beat him twice, both Memphis fans and Minnesota fans were saying, we'd love to see this in the playoffs. Well, bada bing, bada boom, we got the matchup. Yeah. Now it's time to cheer on our Timberwolves. Pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah we'll see uh, how they can do in game one on Saturday. So we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that. Well, we'll probably be talking about uh, the Timberwolves here and there uh, a little bit off and on on the show um, until, you know, they either get taken out or, uh, just as far as they can go in the playoffs, so uh, we'll we'll be following them here in the playoffs. So um, now to to the to the actual first thing of the show here um, is kind of one of the biggest things in the show, and I I definitely wanted to start off with it. Um, some of you, well, most of the sports world knows. Um, we we lost. Uh, a football player, uh, sadly, Saturday morning. Um, Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins uh, died Saturday morning after being hit by a dump truck in South Florida. Uh, he was 24 years old. Um, here's the graphic I made. 
Oh, dude, that is awesome. Oh, that makes me sad. Mm -hmm. He was born May 3rd, 1997, and he died April 9th, 2022. Uh, You know, just, you know, a couple weeks before his 25th birthday, man. Um, It it was just uh, so sad. Uh, Our thoughts and our prayers are with the Hastings family and his loved ones and, um, you know, the, the whole sports world uh, mourned his, his loss, and it, it's just devastating. Um, there's um, a lot of tweets and stuff I've seen from different players, and um, but I could, you know, I could sit here for hours and read different tweets from different players, but there's one that st- stood out. Uh, to me and kind of hit me the hardest and that's from um, Terry McLaren Uh, he was Dwayne Haston's teammate in Ohio State and uh, with the uh, Washington football team and uh, I'll read that tweet here he said devastated is the only word word I can come up with right now Dwayne always had a smile on his face and had a personality that was one of one we talked the night before, the the night we both were drafted, about how hopeful we were for our futures and how excited we were to able to be able to play and compete together again. I thank God for the memories we shared and the conversations we had. I'll miss those so much. He was a man trying to become the best version of himself, just like we all are. He was excited to continue to compete for his dream, and I know as well as the those closest to him that. His best years on and off the field were ahead of him. He was more than a phenomenal football player. He could spin it like I have never seen to this day. He was a guy who wanted to see the ones around him win and have success. He was a man of God and spoke of his faith quite often. A beloved son, brother, husband, friend, and teammate. I'm heartbroken and pray he knew how much he was loved, how much I loved him. I would have given anything to see him win. His legacy on this earth will forever be felt because of the way he lived life and the way he impacted everyone he came in contact with. Until we meet again, brother, save a spot for me in that big end zone in the sky where we will celebrate again one day. That after reading that tweet, dude, I, I, I don't know. It just, it, it hit me. I mean... Uh, I, I've told JJ this and another one of my buddies that I talked football with. Um, Saturday morning, I was just, you know, I was standing there and my phone went off and it was ESPN. And I was literally in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a sentence talking to my wife. And I, I literally paused when I read that Dwayne Hastings had died. And I, I literally was like, what? My, my heart just completely dropped to the ground dude i i don't i I still to this day i don't did it like this this guy's death it's taken such a toll on me i i don't i mean the guy didn't play for my vikings he didn't play he didn't play for the chiefs or he wasn't that well known of a player i mean he he went high in the draft in 2019 um so he he was kind of well known for that but 
I mean, this guy was a third string quarterback last year. So, I mean, it, it's not like he was a Tom Brady or anything, but for some reason, this, this is still affecting me now. I, it just, it feels like I've lost a close friend in a way. And he doesn't, the guy doesn't play for, didn't play for my team. He didn't, you know, I didn't know him personally, obviously, but it just, I don't know. It, I think part of the reason why it, it's hitting me so hard is because he was so young. He had his whole career ahead of him. He was only in the lead for three years. And it just, I don't know, man, it, it's still affecting me. It, and it, it's just really sad. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. And just so I'm, I'm devastated myself. And it, I just, I don't even know. I don't know how to put it into words, man. Uh, DJ, that tweet was remarkable. I mean, I know Scary Terry and Dwayne were really close at Ohio State, the Buckeyes. But I want to point out one thing, DJ. I don't know if you did it on purpose, but if you look uh, above Haskins with the seven in the middle, there's a halo. Yep. That's why I put head. that. That I put that picture as the main background because of the halo. Man, that is awesome. You did a great job on that. Um, it's uh, losing somebody. I mean, the way it happened unexpectedly like that is probably every time it's hard when you lose somebody. But when you lose them like this at that age, it's really devastating. And I'm sure Pittsburgh and um, it's just, uh, hard to put into words and, um, I feel for his girlfriend or wife or whatever was going on. And <clears throat> I hope his parents and family are getting support and, and, uh, he rests in peace. Yeah. It, that's like I said, it's still taking a toll on me. It, it will, I don't even know. Hold on. It it just it really feels like I've I've lost you know a close friend. That that's just the only way I know how to describe it. It the last time I felt this way over uh, a sports player dying was Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah, and, you know he was a, a major sports icon, and you know obviously. Dwayne wasn't that guy. Um, he wasn't, you know, well known. I mean, a lot of people do know him, but he he wasn't a Kobe Bryant. Um, but that that's kind of the the feeling I have. You know, that that loss inside of me, it, and I, I still can't figure out why. I mean, but it's it's just very sad, and uh, may he rest in peace and. Once again, uh, our thoughts and prayers are go out to the Hastings family and um, everyone that you know he he had in his life, and you know. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> in memory of uh, Dwayne Hastings, and I don't really know how to transition to the next thing here um, with that, with uh, starting with that, but. Um, We'll move well, on to kind of a, a lighter subject here, I guess. Um, 
Signing and trades. Go ahead. I was just going to say we're moving on to signings and trades. But before that, Uh oh, surprise. It is trivia time for JJ. What? <laughs> oh, yes. JJ love trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a question I actually uh, thought of on my own. So um, huh. who has rushed for 2,000 plus yards in a season in NFL history? There are six. How many can you name? Okay, number one, Adrian Peterson. Nope. He didn't make 2,000? Nope. I thought he had 2,000. Well, according to the the list that I I saw, he's not Adrian's not on that list. Okay, so it would be Tony Dorsett. Oh, he's not on that list either. Oh my god. Eric Dickerson? Yep, he's one. Emmett Smith? Nope. Barry Sanders? Yes. Okay, I got two out of the six. I who else? Jamal Lewis? Yep. I didn't know you, you were gonna get that one, but yep, Jamal and Lewis. Chris Why uh two K Chris two K Johnson? Yep. So There's we're at four. Two more, buddy. Yeah, you, you, you two more so far. Oh, wow. Somebody recently did it, too, and I'm trying to think. Uh, um, these two are not recent ones. Okay. I want to say the running back, Terrell Davis. Yep. Yeah, one more. one more. Are you telling me Herschel Walker did it? Nope. Uh, give me the last one, DJ. I don't think I'll do, get the last do you, one. Do you want a hint? Yeah, give me one hint. He's also known for um, legal stuff. Alvin Kamara? No, that's that's recent, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legal stuff for the running back. Let me think one second. I can give you another hint, but why? How about year? Just give me a year, roughly. That would definitely happen. Uh, I don't even know, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this here. is tough trivia, DJ. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, um uh, I guess uh, for a hint, I'll give you one word, and it doesn't have to do with the team. Okay. Bronco, but it doesn't have to do with Denver Broncos. I'll just give you one word. Oh, Bronco. I know who it is now. The Juice, <laughs> OJ yep. Simpson. <laughs> yep, I was gonna say White Bronco, and I was you were gonna say <laughs> <that way. laughs> yeah Bronco, but it hint. doesn't have to do with the team. That was a good one, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> My other hint would have been uh, his first name uh is also a beverage <laughs> there you go hey you want to say hello to the three people watching the live stream on twitter or periscope thanks for yeah, sharing so there's there's the answers right there jamal lewis chris johnson barry sanders Terrell davis oj simpson and eric dickerson 
Well, I think Adrian did get 2,000 because that was the year he got the MVP and he fell short of Eric and D D Dickerson's all-time rushing uh, record, which I don't think has been broken, and that was back when Dickerson played for the Rams. So I love this trivia, DJ. Let's keep the segment alive uh, next Wednesday. Come up with something real cool. You might have more later on. Hey, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. <laughs> All right, now we'll go on signing signings and trades. Um, okay, ticker here. Um, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver for the Texans, it's a two-year extension and will make close to twenty million dollars per year for twenty twenty-three and twenty twenty-four. Um, and then last week. We didn't. We couldn't find Marlon Max contract details. We did find it. It's one year, two million dollars, with two hundred fifty thousand dollars guaranteed. Um, so we're kind of just updating you from last week. We didn't have that that info. We do now. So there it is. Um, then we got uh, Calais Campbell. Uh, he's re-signing with the Ravens on a two-year contract. Uh, for $12.5 million, and it can be worth up to $16.5 million. Dude, they're going to stack Calais Campbell right next to the juggernaut, Michael Pierce. If Pierce and Calais can just have a B-plus average year, look out for those Ravens. I think they're going to make some big moves in the draft this year. Coming up in 15 days, DJ. Yeah, I don't even know what number I, I have the draft order on my phone here. Yeah, the check Ravens it out. I thought at, do they have two picks, DJ. Um no, it looks like they only have one. Uh they're at number fourteen. Oh. So two picks after us. Oof. I, I seen a thing today about speaking of the draft that Jerry Jones claims that he's not going to hesitate to trade up. What on earth would Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys trade up for? Sauce Gardner? Or maybe another receiver. They, they, they let Cooper go. I think they can still get a good receiver. What are they at, like 15 or 17? The DJ? Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, 24. Oh, they're way down there. So, yeah, I guess you'd be right there, DJ. I, th I think the fast receivers that were at the Combine, they're going to go off in the top 15, the f six to eight of them. And uh, they got the kid from Ohio State, uh, Garrett Wilson, who's been comp to Stephon Diggs of Buffalo and in Minnesota. And the thing of it is, DJ, the they're, they're thinking the Washington commanders are going to be in on a receiver. And uh, oh, yeah. I just, yeah, I think it'd be a good fit for them. And then they got another Ohio state receiver named Chris Olave. And he just torched the Gophers this year and played really well for the big 10 conference with Ohio state. So that's two of the receivers that have been mentioned. And, uh, and there's Traylon Burks too. Go ahead. Uh, we we're right after the Commanders at twelve. The Commanders are at eleven. 
and there's talks that we take a receiver too. So, did you hear that from Good Morning Football or Paul Allen? Uh, Paul Allen. Yeah, that but morning show. He that's just, that's just talk. So I don't, you know. Yeah. But uh, the more receivers that go off before pick number twenty-eight, the better, because that, that's where the Packers are. Is that pick twenty-eight? Yeah, I'm really. Oh, and they're, at, and they're at 22. That's right. They have a, the 22, the 22nd uh, overall pick as well. Speaking of those draft picks, DJ, they got two in the first, two in the second. Did the Raiders win that trade, or did the Packers win that trade? Um, speaking right now, I think the Raiders did. Okay. Just for what kind of player Devontae Adams is. Well, it kind of That's leads into kind of leads into the next guy you're going to talk about, but it all fits together right now out in Las Vegas. Yeah, that that does tie in. Uh, so as of uh, today, it broke today that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, are giving quarterback Derek Carr a three-year, $121.5 million extension and that is through the 2025 season. Um, so they got their quarterback locked up for three more years. Um, I'm really excited to see what Derek Carr can do with Devontae Adams on there now, and then he's already got a good running back in Josh Jacobs. and um, Darren Waller. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Well, DJ, I got a few – Things from Pro Football Reference, uh, Derek Carr, 6'3", 210, throws a right-handed quarterback, drafted to Oakland, which now has become Las Vegas, and it was a second-round pick, 36th overall, the 2014 NFL draft. So the Vikings took Teddy Bridgewater over Derek Carr in 2014. Uh, Carr is a three-time Pro Bowler, and he wears the number four, like Brett Favre, his favorite quarterback. And also he's known to the people on the West Coast because of his brother David Carr, who was drafted one number overall, drafted number one overall for the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah, I remember watching his brother play. I like David Carr. I thought he was I thought he was like mismanaged a little bit in Houston, but he did have Andre Johnson for a bit. That Andre Johnson, he, that's one guy you didn't want to mess with. I remember him literally getting into a fist fight with a Titan player. Dude, Andre Johnson was legit. <laughs> he should be a Hall of Famer, man. But uh I wanted to pull up this thing uh since 2018, which would be four years since Cousins got to Minnesota. Cousins has 63 starts, 16,387 passing yards, 128 touchdowns to 36 interceptions. Carr, on the other hand, since 2018, has 65 starts, 17,010 passing yards, 96 touchdowns, and 41 interceptions. So, uh, Carr's record is 57 and 70. That was a major surprise to me, DJ. Yeah. But he's 
been getting over 4,000 yards passing the last four seasons, and last year with an extra game, he had 4,800. So he, he was a pro bowler last year, this past season. But, oh, my God, I'm thinking about this today when I saw the signing. My, actually, my brother told me about it on the phone before I even saw it pop up. And I was thinking three years, $121.5 million, that's $40.5 million a year. Jeez. <laughs> now we're, we were talking about kind of griping and complaining about Kirk's contract. His contract looks kind of good now, like we got a bargain basement deal or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, we I think we're going to talk about it later. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, if if I had to pitch which quarterback to have, either Kirk or Derek Carr, I to be honest, I, I would pick Derek Carr. I mean, what DJ? Oh yeah, that's you got to mouth wash with, your mouth out with soap after that. Oh one. no, with without without a doubt, I I would pick Derek Carr over Kirk any day. The, yeah, the, the records, kinda... I mean, the records are, you know, I think Kirk is 59, 59, and two. And yep. then um, you just said Derek Carr's is under 500. But I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know how to, how to say it, but I think Derek is better. I don't know. I, I can't think of how to explain it, but um, I, I would I would go with Derek Carr personally over Kirk. <laughs> well, can you tell me why, DJ? Just because you don't like Kirk Cousins, or you like well, Derek no, Carr? I, I don't. I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I just don't think he's the answer. Um, yeah, but I think Derek Carr can scramble better than. Kirk Cousins, he can move around. He's faster. Um, I think Derek Carr is. Um, I, don't, I don't know. He he can kind of get flustered too in his crunch time, but I think Derek Carr does better in crunch time. I've seen a lot more um, games where it's down to the wire for Derek Carr, and he he comes through more than I have Kirk Cousins. Well, dude, I was that was gonna be my next point that Derek Carr since 2014 has 24 comeback wins and 30 game-winning drives. Yep, that's uh, you're hitting it on the head, and I don't think you looked up these stats, did you, DJ? No, I didn't. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's pretty I'm just, cool. I, I'm just kind of replaying pieces of games in my head to be honest <laughs> yeah i mean it just the only thing i would say you know kirk has not performed well in his playoff games which i believe is only two we beat the saints in overtime and then we got our butts kicked by san francisco's defense in oh, yeah. 2019 Yep. And it looks like Carr's only got one playoff or two playoff games. So actually Kirk has four playoff games. Derek Carr has one from 20 to 21. 
Oh, but, really? Yeah. And that's when they got beat by the Bengals. Yep. Yeah. Huh. So I, I, I don't know. I, I can't agree with you on the, the Kirk Cousins things. I, I really, <laughs> for some reason, I have faith in the dude, even though everything is against Kirk being the answer. I'm willing to give him two more years under KOC and Kwesi, um to show what he can do. Now, if you remember, DJ, Kirk had DeFilippio, the offensive yeah. coordinator with Thielen and Diggs, and it just seemed like it was too much for Kirk to go to a pass-first offense. Do you think Kirk has evolved since then? Which would have been twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen to become this uh, pass first quarterback. I don't know a, a little bit. I guess I. It's hard for me to to say one way or another, just because I didn't watch him very closely when he was with Washington, but. Um, I, that's hard. Um, but I will say he, he has evolved a little bit, at least. Um, he's matured a, a little bit. Um, but like you said, going back to uh, you giving him two more years under KOC and Quasi, I mean, I, I've kind of come to that point as well as, you know, um, just kind of accepting it and, okay, yeah, Kirk is our guy. Let, let's go do this. But if if it nothing's changed in those two years, and they're still gonna want to keep Kirk Cousins, I'm gonna be calling for KOC and Quasi's head. Does that? Yeah, I'll give if, I'll give you that, DJ. Because if they want to keep him after you know just mediocre uh, seasons again the next two years, it that's that's enough time to. You know, learn a new system and, you know, kind of just make the changes and, you know, uh, take that next step, so to say. Um, So if it hasn't changed by those two years, it's definitely time to move on at that point. So I guess uh, we'll see what how he does uh, in KOC's offense, I, I really, I'm really hoping that it changes and it's a lot better than uh, the past few years that Kirk has been with us. So, all right. Um, the next thing we have is uh, kind of a question. Um, it, it's kind of multiple choice. Um, there's four receivers here. One has to go. Who are you pitching to go, JJ? Boy, that looks like a tough decision, DJ. We got, for people that can't see it, you know, if you're just listening to the audio only, the, the choices are Devontae Adams with the Raiders, Cooper Cup with the Rams, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings, and Tyreek Hill now with the Dolphins. You know who I'm going to guess who I'm going to pick, DJ? Well, I know who you're not going to pick. And it's Jefferson. Jeff? Yeah. 
just take one second and look at the four and just think to yourself, out of these four, who would JJ think doesn't want to come back? Got to go. Um, I, I think we're going to – I have a feeling that we're going to pick the same guy here. All right, I'll say mine first. Okay. The guy that's tormented us in Minnesota. He's got to go. Devontae Adams has got to go. I love Cooper Cup. (laughs) I love Jet, and I'm anxious to see what Tyreek can do in Miami. But Devontae, you can stay out west with the AFC West. Good luck, buddy. You're not going to really be on top of that division with Mahomes. (laughs) Sorry. Right. I am, though, now that he's not a Packer anymore, I am kind of rooting for him to do good there. And I, I do like Derek Carr. So I, I I do want him, I do want to see him do good there with the Raiders. But uh, out of these four, yep, I'm picking Adams um, to go. I, I definitely ain't going to give up my, um, my fantasy football champion in Cooper Cup. Um, I also had Tyree Hill on my fantasy team, and I ain't, I ain't giving up my homeboy Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. No, I'm worried about the whole Jet situation in a couple years, DJ. I just I really foresee, and this is maybe JJ Damas coming out saying this, but I think we're gonna lose him in two years to free agency. He'll be the replacement for Cooper Cup two or three years down the road, either to the Chargers or to the Rams. I just don't think the – I mean, Quasey's a different GM as what I've seen so far. He's taken low-price, high-reward guys, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, but I, I kind of, I kind of see the – opposite way i kind of see um well i've kind of come to the conclusion that in the long run we're not going to be able to keep adam and justin jefferson both for very much longer and i kind of see them getting rid of adam before they get rid of jefferson that would make more sense but i i think DJ, have you evaluated the wide receiver room with the, with the Vikings and what they got going on? Uh, not not really. I mean, I know that there's Steelen Jefferson, KJ Osborne, um, Smith Marset. Um, God, I'm missing some more. I can't think off the top of my head, but. <clears throat> Well, just what you ju- what you just named, DJ, would be a solid four. The other one is this small, shifty uh, black guy. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'll have to look it up for next episode because I'm drunk. It starts with an O. I O. I believe. Oh, BC Johnson. Yeah, Ola B.C. Johnson. And that's yeah. our five receivers. There might be one more, that white guy that his dad played in the NFL. Uh, is it Chisena? Yeah, Dan Chisena is another one. And then uh, the guy that played for Buffalo Bills, his son is was on our team, real short white dude with good hands. Oh, is it Ricky Prohl's son? That's one of them. Uh so there's you got Johnson, you got I like ISM. 
I think we got a steal on him if he could put on a little bit more weight. But DJ, KJ, Thielen, and Jet with a running game and Irv Smith now, and then kind of what I said to you with that, what I saw on Twitter about that tweet about Conklin, which I haven't confirmed, but if they for some reason get Conklin back with Irv Smith, holy cow, <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Um, and then the ne next thing, uh, I just kind of, I, I kind of wanted to put this in for a while. Um, it's kind of a question we'll, we'll both answer. Um, what is your most memorable sports moment ever so far? And we might have the same pitch here, but I'll, I'll let JJ go first here. You sure you want me to go first? Okay, <laughs> DJ. Um, I I might think you got the same one. It's it's the Viking Saints game. If that's the one you're thinking. Yep. The <laughs> I know it ain't a, I know it ain't the '09 <laughs> game. No. It's the <laughs> Minneapolis miracle. I'll never forget that. I know where I was standing. I know who I was with. Yep. I'll never forget the helmet throw and the the uh, crossing of the arms, telling him he's a bad mf. And uh, <laughs> Stefan Diggs is I. It's funny, DJ. I was scrolling through your notes earlier, and I saw that I was like, I went to Twitter, and guess which video popped up? The Stefan Diggs video from Case Keenum to Diggs for the touchdown, the miracle throw. And it, I was like, randomly. Yeah. That that's wild. That's crazy. That was so like ironic and then but you know. Wow. <laughs> so that was one of them. I'll let you uh, is yours the same DJ? Yep. I I like like you said, I remember exactly where I was sitting. I know exactly who I was with. I was in my bedroom at the time. I was, I lived with my sister, um my wife, the, my girlfriend at the time. But as my wife now, she was sitting on the bed behind me, and that that happened. I was wearing my white Stefan Diggs jersey. I was sitting on my bed, and that play happened, and I, I literally didn't even move. I I could I couldn't move. I froze, and after a while, I just kind of looked around, and I'm like, "Did that seriously just happen?" Like, I was in shock. Like. I could not believe what I just saw. And I just got goosebumps and oh man, I, I can't even explain it. <clears throat> I mean my non non football related memorable memorable moments. Um the Minnesota Twins winning the World Series in eighty seven and ninety one. I was would have been eight and uh eleven or ten. Cause my birthday's right around those two times. And I thought that was kind of fun. And uh, Kevin Garnett's MVP season for basketball. I got to attend the playoffs, Sacramento at Minnesota. Dude, you should have saw the laser show on that, that pregame. Oh my God. Was that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 
I'm trying to think of a non-football moment that's most memorable to me. Um, I don't even know. I should have thought of that beforehand. Um, probably this. I've been to two Timberwolves games. Uh, I probably want to say the second time I went to the Timberwolves game, I was closer to the court. I was probably, uh, let's see, we're probably maybe ten rows from the court and kind of in the corner. We were playing. Yeah. We're uh, the Wolves were playing the Brooklyn Nets at the time. And it, that was awesome. I got to, I mean, we weren't like right up in there, but we were pretty close. And I, and I, I have some pictures from that. And uh, I got a picture of Towns dunking the ball on our side of the court. And it, it, it is pretty sweet. DJ, was that the game that you went to and got the free schedule posters? Oh, wait. I've been to three Timberwolves games then. Um, yeah. No, that was that was the last time. That was my third time uh, when I brought you a poster back. Um, that was cool. Yeah. It's when we first met we, back in the day at marketing. Yep. I was going to yeah, mention that game, one thing. We were did. up higher. That that game was pretty sweet too. That was against the Golden State Warriors. They didn't have. Oh, that's right. Steph, Curry didn't play, but. Yeah, but they had D'Lo. That was before we had D'Lo. Oh, that year before. And Wiggins went off for like 40 points that night, and they went into overtime. The Wolves won in overtime. It was just – that was amazing as well. Huh. When I was younger, when we first got the franchise in Minnesota, my dad and mom took me and my two brothers. Believe this, DJ. We sat in the upper deck for a Timberwolves game at Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. And we played the Washington Bullets, and they had Minute Bull. Do you remember Minute Bull, DJ? No. <laughs> He's seven foot seven Nigerian. Dude, he looked like a toothpick from the upper deck in the Metrodome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never forget. I mean, it's not really memorable, but it was an inaugural season, and they had to play the games at, in the Metrodome for the home games. And, dude, that, I'm sure that's what it would feel like to go to, like, a Final Four in NCAA basketball if they have it in that big, big stadium. They used to do that, but now they're doing it in arenas. But anyways, I just – Sam Mitchell played that game and Pooh Richardson and just some of the classics that used to be on the team. I'm trying to think of the number five defensive specialist we had, but I can't think of his name right now. Have you ever been to any games out of state, DJ? No. I I don't I can't recall I mean obviously some things in Sioux Falls in North Dakota I've been to but those were just like semi pro and wooden bat league stuff like Sioux Falls Canaries and the Fargo Moorhead I can't remember their team mascot it's similar to the Wilmer Stingers oh like a semi pro yeah. 
All right. Um, the next thing uh is uh Victor's stole report. All right. <laughs> we made it. There he is, Mister yep, Victor. There's Victor. God, <laughs> oh, we got a cool mascot. Oh yeah. It's way better. Well, do you remember back in the day when they used to have a real man dress up as a Viking? That was just a guy that was in the stands that was always there, I think. And then they, uh, I think, I don't know. There's a story behind that somewhere. I don't remember exactly how it went. But, yeah, I remember he'd come out on on the motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> 1998, I me, my brother, my dad, my best friend, and his dad, after – college football game on Saturday at the Metrodome. We stayed overnight, and then Sunday we played Cincinnati Bagels in 98. And, dude, you know what it's like to watch a ball in the air over the shoulder Randy Moss touchdown? Oh, everybody, all, the whole bowl just standed up to see the touchdown. It's something that – it's a memorable moment. But anyways, it was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so for the Vikings, uh, a couple signings. Um, we signed uh, defensive uh, tackle Julian Taylor. Um, Quasi helped him get drafted in San Francisco in, in 2018 uh, from Temple, actually. And Quasi's going to give him a second chance at playing in the NFL as he missed the last two seasons. Um, that's kind of. I don't know how to feel about it, but um, maybe Quasi saw something in him, especially if he's the one that you know helped get him drafted. Um, yeah. and bring him here after after being offered two seasons. I don't know how to feel about that, but um, I guess we all we can do is kind of trust Quasi and and see how it goes. <laughs> I, I think he's going to be a camp body, DJ, and he's relative to our new defensive scheme, known, known as a 3-4, three, three down linemen and four outside backers and two or two outside backers on the line and two middle backers. I tried to search him out on Pro Football Reference, and they don't. he has not played in the NFL yet. He's just been on a practice squad or with this 49ers in 2018. So I don't oh, know what really? the real story is behind him. We'll have to research that and get back to you guys. Yeah. Um, and then just the other one is uh, our ticker, uh, Greg Joseph. Uh, he's staying with the team as he signed his one-year restricted f- uh, free agent tender. Uh, he made 33 out of his 38 field goal attempts uh, in this past season in 2021. But uh, man, were those some huge misses? Uh, we yeah. we would have won a lot, a considerable amount more games if he would have made those field goals. We probably we we probably would have made the playoffs. Um, probably. So we, I mean, we, we would have made the playoffs. Go we ahead. Had fourteen. We had fourteen games that we lost. It, you know, at the last in the last minutes. I mean, it just. Oh man, but I mean, well, thirty-three that, out of thirty-eight—that's a—that's a pretty good stat for a year. But man, were those some big kicks that he missed? 
Well, I'm glad to have him back. I think it. you got to roll with somebody. You can't keep doing the merry-go-round like the Vikings always do. And then we hit one like Gary Anderson in 98 and oh, bada bing, God, bada boom, wide, wide left after a perfect season. Oh, and we missed yeah. the Super Bowl. I said that's another memorable moment, a bad memorable yeah. moment. Well, you always still, remember that, DJ. Well, I know exactly where I was there too. Uh, now we're bringing up bad memories, but back to <laughs> back to Greg Joseph. It just if he hits the Arizona kick, that one kick, DJ, gets us in the playoff. Hmm. And we outplayed it. And the Cincinnati was the other kick. And they got to the Super Bowl. Right. How good? I mean, maybe Quasey's onto something about just doing a reload for one more year or two more years. I don't know. A lot of our guys in the secondary are getting aged, though, DJ. Pat Peterson, Harrison Smith are great players, but they're long in the tooth. Eric Hendricks is no young buck anymore either. And now there's a rumor that we might be signing Anthony Barback. Oh, really? Did you hear anything about that? No. So do you think possibly they would move Zadarius and Hunter to the down linemen and we'd actually play four true linebackers at the outside backer position? Boy, that would be uh, awesome if they did that. Think how good our D-line would be. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm still waiting hey. for that, that Honey Badger signing. <laughs> well, that would complete our secondary. Honey Badger, Harrison Smith, and Pat Peterson with a fresh Derek Stingley Jr. Come on, Vikings. If he's there, you better take him. Yeah, like I think you sent me something a little bit ago uh, before the show, and he said, so, I think he said something about he's he's always wore purple and gold. He's, he doesn't uh, see that changing or something like that, he said. Well, the quote said, purple and gold are what I wore in college, and I don't see that changing. Is that foreshadowing for you, DJ? <laughs> I Holy mean, cow. we're – the Vikings are the only team in the NFL that are purple and gold. So, well, the Ravens of, are like purple and black, so it wouldn't be the Ravens, would it? No, I mean, there's a little bit of gold to them, but I mean, oh, yeah, not much. But other than these two teams, uh, who else wears purple in the league? I'm trying to think, I don't think, I don't think anybody. Does. They, no. Us and the Ravens are the only purple teams. And he said purple. So that gets me high hopes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hi. There hopes. we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I need a dollar for that one, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I told you earlier that uh, you might have some more trivia later. Oh. Well, here you go. Here's one more trivia question for you, JJ. And it's Vikings related, obviously. We're in Victor's Stroll Report. What Viking player holds the team record for sacks in a single season? 
the rodeo man, Jared Allen. Oh, man. You do know. Do you know how many sacks? 21 and a half. When, well, when I looked it up, it said 22, but that I think that your number sounds accurate, more accurate. I think it is 21 and a half. Well, just let do me you remember, look at Do you remember I know he, what he, year it was? Uh, 2008? Nope. You're about you're three years off. Which way? <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. 2011. 2011. Um, see, sex. No, you're right, DJ. He had 22, and he was he was he got second in the AP Defensive Player of the Year that that year. He was a Pro Bowler, All Pro, first team. He had 22 sacks. Four fumble recoveries, four first force fumbles. Get this, DJ. He had three pass deflections and an interception. Wow. <laughs> and he had a safety. By far his best. Can you guess how many sacks he had in his career, DJ? No, I have no idea. <laughs> 136. Wow. And his most Solo tackles in one season was 64 with Kansas City in 06. 64 tackles out of your end? That guy was a maniac. Oh, yeah. How many touchdowns did uh, Jared Allen score? Uh, I'll tell you, Sean, in the dark to say four. He had four safeties. Good job, DJ. You know, he only had one touchdown, but that was in 09. He was uh he he was fifth that year in AP defensive player of the year voting, all pro first team and a pro bowler. He had five pro bowl seasons, three with the Vikings, and he wore the magic number 69. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's cool, DJ. You were right, 22. I thought maybe he needed 22 and a half to beat Strahan's record. Yeah, because I think Strahan still holds it. Well, him, well, I think there's kind of three-way tie there. or There might be more, more too, because Strahan was at 22. TJ Watt just had 22. And Jared Allen had 22. So I, I think... Strahan actually has that record because he was the first one to get 22, but no one's gotten over that 22 mark yet. And I think, like I like we said before when we talked about TJ Watt a while back, I think if he would have stayed healthy this whole season, he would have surpassed that number. Well, another thing, DJ, is... Um... Sacks did not become an official stat till 1982. Oh. So, so someone could have done it before that. And we don't even know. <laughs> I'm guessing one of the purple people eaters probably um really 
got close. Uh, Carl Eller or um, who else is on that D-line? Alan Page or the two. And didn't that one guy just pass away, DJ, that was on the line, Sutherland? Yep. Well, see, on Pro Football re- Reference, it doesn't really give me uh, the true because it says Willie McGinnis has 16 sacks in one season. And that's way far away from the top. So I got I wonder leaders index, maybe that's different. But I, I mean it's unbelievable some of the stats, DJ. You know how many records Tom Brady holds? Uh a mountain. <laughs> It's just really unbelievable, man. Um, sacks last year for um, trying to find us. There's so much they keep track of so much, DJ. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, just sometime, sometime look at the 2021 leaders on PFF or PFR. Did you know that Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times last year? Yeah, I've I've heard that. I think they talked about that around the Super Bowl time. And yeah, that that I think there was the most in the NFL this year. And he went to the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Being sacked that many times and still made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um it's saying here that TJ Watt had twenty two and a half sacks this year. Really? That's what it says. Hmm. DJ, or not DJ, well, T, does, TJ. Is Strahan's record 22 or is it 22 and a half? I think it's 22 and a half to be honest because Jared Allen would be the I think it's TJ Watt tied the record of Michael Strahan at 22 and a half. I thought he tied it at 22, but yeah, it's got to be because if he would have broke that, if he would have broke his record, we would have been hearing about it for days. Well, we've been <laughs> reporting since halfway through last year's season about, right, DJ? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just looking here. Sex um, for the year. Just give me one second. What time we got, DJ? Uh, we're still good for a little bit. We got we got one more thing to cover, and that that's that'll be it. Okay, I found a single season sack records. Official leaders: Michael Strahan in 01 did twenty two point five. Oh, okay, so it is twenty two and a half. And TJ Watt officially tied. The statistic at twenty two point five in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. But uh, unofficial leaders, Al Baker, who I never heard of, had twenty three sacks in nineteen seventy eight. From where was he from, DJ? I've never even heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> surprise! It's a surprise. He's a Detroit Lion. Oh wow. And there's only been 13 seas- thirteen players to 
make 20 sacks or more in a season. And J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, Michael Strahan, Jared Allen, Justin Houston, another Viking, Chris Dolman, Reggie White, Aaron Donald, Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas, and DeMarcus Ware. And the oldest guy on the list was Mark Gastineau from 1984. Taylor did it in 86, Lawrence. But... All right, uh, so the last thing here is uh, I just want to get uh, some thoughts on this. Um, Kirk Cousins told media on Monday that he wants to retire as a Viking, and he says he knows he has to earn the right to do that. What are your thoughts on that, JJ? Uh, <laughs> oh. To me, it's a scary comment. Um, yeah, he's thirty. Kinda... He's thirty-four already, DJ. Right. And just the way that you know he keeps accepting these uh, short-term deals, and I don't know. I just kind of felt I watched um, part of his press conference, and when he said that, I don't know. I just the way he said it, I just. Part of me believed him, but part of me kind of is like, okay, are you just saying that, you know, for show for the team, or do you really feel that? Like, I was kind of on the fence on how to feel about that after hearing how he said it, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing it. I get a little excited because if he's talking like that, that means he likes where the offense is going. He's he's putting faith in his team and himself, and he's number one, DJ, he's doubling down on himself. And I think he realizes how much talent is on the team right now. And I just hope that they don't sit there and say, all we got to do is make the playoffs. Let's do what it takes to make it to the big dance. Right. And win. Let's go all out. Win. Yeah. So the only thing left to do is win the whole darn thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of players that, it seems like their goal, you know, from the beginning of the season is to win the division. But, you know, the reason you, the, I don't know, the ba- one of the biggest reasons you play the game is to hold that Lombardi trophy in February. I mean, yeah, winning the division is nice and all, but you're playing for more than, than the division, man. The division is not the Super Bowl. No, the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal of every single NFL player, coach, any you know, any person that works for the NFL, and all the fans. That is the ultimate goal. It just, I don't, I don't know why all these players. Oh, that that's the goal is to win the division, win you know, win the North, as Vikings say. 
Okay, yeah, but I want more than that. <laughs> Especially out of our team leader and highest paid player and our team captain is okay. There's four seasons in a or four things you gotta do in the season. You gotta perform in the preseason well and have no injury. Secondly, you gotta win the regular season. Third, you gotta win the division. And the final two spots is win the playoffs slash Super Bowl. There's four segments. And I think Quasey's doing doing us well. I think we're going to be really happy to see this new defense, DJ. Ed oh, Donatel. Donatel from the Broncos was a great hire. He says he's, old, he's older, but he's getting the best out of the, all the young guys. I don't know how he's connecting with them. I'd love to sit down and talk to the guy or learn from him how he's connecting to young blood to young players, but the three, four is going to be fun. And did you mention that Delvin cook? I think you did last week, but he's got high hopes on number four. We're number four this year. That, that, you know, that, that news kind of broke today, but we actually covered that. Um, it was two two shows ago. I want to say it was two shows ago. Um, yeah. And I, I just saw that come out today, and I was like, huh, we beat the regular media on that. <laughs> oh, another comment that came out, and I think, is this a a little stab at the previous re- coaching regime that Jet Justin Jefferson Jets, he really appreciates KOC and Quasi's laid-back approach to coaching? Is that a like a visual stab at Zimmer and Spielman? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear about that. But yeah, know. it's on uh, NFL.com, and there's a couple videos that they interviewed some guys coming in today, yesterday, and today. And like yesterday was Kirk Cousins about staying. He wants to retire in Minnesota. Today was Delvin Cook in the number four and Jet appreciating KOC as a laid-back coaching approach. So. Yeah, we we shall see. It's all going to be a whole new ball game for us this year. <laughs> Can't wait. How many days until the draft? 15. How many days until July? <laughs> Ooh. May, June, July, DJ, 90 days close to 13 episodes yep we'll be there for the ride through the off season I, I it's, it's a long time until we get to see the these newly coached and GM Vikings out on the field Say, DJ, do you want to, if the Timberwolves playoff game falls next Wednesday, could we move the show to Tuesday or Thursday and let our, our viewers know now or next next week? Uh, possibly. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of see how it goes and um, go from there. We'll, we'll post uh, on our platforms if we're going to change it. And, yeah, we'll just see what the the wolves do and that that's what that schedule looks like there and cool yeah, we'll just 
I was trying to wing it. <laughs> God, I love that hat, DJ. What's on the side? Are those stars? Um, yeah. And then there's a patch on the side, too. Oh, yep. that is sweet. There's the logo. Huh. Yep. Then you got the matching shirt. Yep, the D-Lo shirt. Wow, that thing's really nice, too. <laughs> Repping our Minnesota teams, Wolves, Wild, Timberwolves, Twins. Uh, twins got beat seven to nothing today to LA Dodgers. Yeah, I heard Kershaw. That. Kershaw had Clayton Kershaw had a perfect game into the eighth inning and they pulled him at 80 <laughs> pitches. I don't know why they pulled him, but we only got one hit the whole game. Oh, it's not looking good, DJ. <laughs> but all right, that's all we got for you tonight. Um, just make sure to go like, follow, and subscribe to our social media pages and our YouTube channel. Uh, the link is down in the description. Uh, just click on that. All of our, all the access for all of our platforms and everything is on there. So, uh, just click it, check it out, share the show. All right, and that's all we got. And we'll see you next week for. The next episode. See you later. Peace.